0: Welcome to the Dover Download Podcast, your weekly look at what's going on in Dover, what's going in in Dover, and all things Dover-related. My name is Chris Parker, and I'm the deputy city manager here in Dover, and I'm going to walk you through all of that, plus more. I'm not going to sing, but we will talk about how it's the most wonderful time of the year coming up. Part of that most wonderful time of the year are the local activities and the shopping opportunities here in downtown Dover. Today on the podcast, we're going to meet with folks from Dover Main Street who put on those activities and who create the environment that we all like to roam around and enjoy in this upcoming season. Gail, Jen, how are you both today?
1: Great. Thank you, Chris.
2: Thanks for having us. Yes, thanks for having us.
0: You're very welcome. I'd like to uh, sort of start off by setting the stage. You're representing Dover Main Street. Who are you and what is Dover Main Street?
1: Sure. Dover Main Street was actually established in 1999. And the focus of our organization is to preserve the past, promote the present and facilitate the future. So that is our mission here. As part of that, we focus on the downtown core as far as the businesses, um, what we can do to bring people to the downtown to see all that Dover has to offer. And
0: in your involvement, how long have you, the two of you been involved in Dover Main Street?
1: I have been involved with Dover Main Street really since the inception um, in different capacities volunteers, bringing on the board, sitting on other committees when it first started. That's my
2: involvement. And I've been on the board since 2011 and I've been the treasurer for probably the past eight years, something like that. Nice. And also been involved in a lot of the uh, committees and stuff. As of late, the holiday events is my thing.
0: So I was on the board from, I think, 2002 to 2008, somewhere in that, that time frame. And one of the things that always jumped out to me was Dover Main Street was really a community development organization. In other words, the goal is to create an environment, downtown particularly, Mm -hmm. that people want to come and enjoy. And if there's an economic spill off because people are spending money, that's great. Mm -hmm. But it's more about community building and it's more about placemaking and Recognizing the great assets we have downtown. And, and a lot of those assets are our businesses, but some of them are the streetscape and some of them are the environment around. And I think that gets to the uh, Dover Pride Cleanup Day and some of the, the activities that we're going to talk about today. Those activities, I think, are really becoming a hallmark of, of Main Street's vision.
1: hmm Definitely. Yeah. I, I, one thing I, I do want to say, too, is that we're very fortunate that with the board that we have, we have longevity on our board. And there are a few of us that have been there, as I said, in different capacities yeah. since the beginning. So there's, there's a love for the organization and what we do, and we're building on that organization. We just actually have four new members joining us. So it's just nice to see it um, staying vital and being involved in the community as Dover has changed, so has not Dover Main Street.
0: Yep. Yes. Yep. So what are some of the activities that people can look forward to coming up?
2: We have a few things going on that's when COVID hit, we lost a lot of the events that we usually do. We've added on a couple of new ones. We've foregone the the actual party that we used to do downtown just because people don't want to come out. And that's totally understandable. So this year, we're going to do a Santa drive-by. We did it last year. And we just have a route that should be different from last year, this year. And we will be driving Santa down through with a fire truck. And we have the, the mayor usually does his convertible. And, you know, we got in there as elves And stuff just to give the kids something, uh, Christmassy to see. Um, but of course the parade is back this year. So, you know, Gail and I have been talking about, well, what can we do in the parade just to get, you know, our problem is keeping our name out there so that people know we exist. And so anything we can do, like the parade and stuff, So, the, and we have banners that show the different things that we do. So we may do the Christmas parade and the ice sculptures. We, we've been doing the ice sculptures for a number of years now, and we really love them. The guys that do it are, are really great. Uh, last year, we didn't have a lot of other things going on, so we did three ice sculptures. And of course, unfortunately, we had a lot of vandalism. And so... This year, I think we're going to do one. We're going to do it downtown. And uh, we'll have to, you know, stay tuned to see what it's going to look like. And then, of course, we always have the food drive. Different stores will have the boxes in their stores for people to drop off canned goods or boxed goods, whatever. And we, along with Santa, will go around and pick them up on what was the date of that? Uh, December 17th. December 17th. We will be going around to pick them up. So
0: prior to the 17th, there will be an announcement of where people can bring the food, and then on the 17th, you'll be picking them up?
1: Right. So we will launch that on um, Thanksgiving Day weekend. Thanks. Um, And we will actually have it posted on our website as far as where what merchants are participating so that they can get out there. And then again, on the 17th will be the pickup day, And all that food goes to the local food pantry. It goes up to the First Parish Food Pantry. And it truly is amazing to see how giving people are in this community because yeah. we typically have about five cars that are full to the brim um, with donations and when we go in there and they're just ecstatic to see what we bring. So it's a big thank you to everybody who donates as well as all the merchants and the restaurants that participate. The collections are just, it mind, it's mind-blowing at times in all honesty. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So one of the things we've heard over and over as we've talked to, to guests on the podcast is how invested this community is in mm-hmm. the sense of our community members and I I totally see what you're talking about as an extension of that. And I've been on the the collection day Mm -hmm. and you're right. You you walk into someplace expecting, you know, maybe a a handful, maybe a a grocery bag full and you walk out of there with boxes because people are just so generous in giving back to the community. It's very much in my mind, the sort of Yankee ethos of no one wants to publicize that they're doing this. Mm -hmm. But when you call and say, Hey, I need some help. Yeah. People are there. It's a very supportive community, and it is. I think that's one of the reasons Main Street's been successful. Mm-hmm. Is that you help bring out different ways for people to get involved in that community? Yeah,
1: that's what our focus is, and that truly is is why we do what we do. Um, you know, even like Jen was talking about the the ice sculpture and. I would drive by at night and you'd see people out there taking pictures. Yeah. So it brings people come downtown just to see the ice sculpture. And then they're either going out to eat or they're shopping. So it's just another piece to the holiday that we can bring. And it's, it, I don't know. It just makes you feel good when you know that you're you're bringing joy to others, especially in this crazy world in which we live, in all <laughs> honesty. So it's it's a great feeling. We we love we miss some of the things, obviously, that we did previously. But it's nice to do new and different things um, that people can come out and enjoy. And so with all the bad that came out of COVID, there's really some good things that came out of it as well, as far as some different ideas and even the Santa drive-by, continuing to do that even though the parade is taking place. As Jen said, when we go through those neighborhoods and you see those kids waiting out there for that glimpse of Santa, it just makes it all worthwhile. Yeah. I, I think they're great add-on events to the holiday season for yeah, Dover. Day. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, a fun
0: day. Gail, you and I have talked about offline <laughs> uh, the, the new traditions you're creating, and I think you're absolutely right. COVID, if you want to have a negative point of view, You can say, I can't believe we can't do the following things anymore. Or you can take the positive view that you're taking and say, yeah, some things have to morph. But here are some new traditions, some new things we get to invest in. And the Santa Drive-By is a great example of that. You had people that couldn't come to the parade. Right. And now the parade comes to them. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And how is that not a great thing?
1: That's right. Uh,
0: Especially, as you point out, with the parade returning, You get the best of both worlds because you get the people that can come downtown and celebrate and be part of that day. But you get the people that, for whatever reason, aren't able to. And now you're coming to them. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. Uh, And actually, now that I think about it, this is the third year for the Santa Drive-By because I was thinking about last year. It was uh, the first year. There was a few people scattered here and there to, to watch. Last year there was a whole lot more. So it just shows how things build mm-hmm. as you do them from year to year. So it's, it's sort of not productive to do one thing one year and then something totally different the other year because when you do something three years in a row, you see the, you know, the added number of people that actually come out to see it and look forward to it. So it's fun to do things that people are looking forward to versus, you know, being out there and just, you know, having a one off and then nobody shows up. And so nobody gets any enjoyment out of it. Right. So um, I'm excited for the drive by this year because yeah. there should be a lot more people. Yeah.
0: How do you see the board membership evolving? How do you see the makeup of who is involved? You've both been on the board for a number of years, mm-hmm. you, and you talked about longevity, and I know uh, there's a couple people I know that are on that board, including the mayor, including Jeff Spires.
1: Yeah, Tom who, Massingham. Tom
0: Massingham, mm-hmm. uh, who have been, I think Tom was on the board when I was on the board. Yeah, yeah he, mm-hmm. is, he is a stalwart, and yes. you have some great longevity, and it's great to hear you've got new folks. What are you mm-hmm. seeing when, when you evolve the board as you are.
1: I think one of the the biggest pieces of that is that it brings new ideas to, to the table as far as you're getting a different perspective about everything that we're doing. And we have people, the ones that are joining us now, that are very involved in the community. They care about Dover. They live here. They work here. So I just think that it just um, adds a new dynamic to what we're trying to do. And it just, I don't know, it sort of rejuvenates Yep. Everybody again, um, yep. to get excited about different things and to know maybe a different way to do something or a totally new concept yep. to to Dover Main Street. So I think it's all very positive for us and it's just really nice to see the organization being able to do things to bring people downtown, to make Dover on the map along with other yep. things and to be a part of that. It's exciting.
0: The the beauty too that I, I think is um, and I'm curious your thoughts is the ability of new people to say, Have we ever thought about doing X? And sometimes you have mm-hmm. and the time just wasn't right. right. But now the time's right. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so you get that it might seem like an old idea that's new again mm-hmm. but it also from a different frame of reference mm-hmm. looks at it and says, Okay, it didn't work before because we weren't ready as a community to do these things. Right. Now we're ready.
1: Right. Yeah. And it also having, you know, the additional members obviously it gives us you know, the manpower, to, to assist us in doing more in Dover. We are a very dedicated group um, and we are a working board. So it's nice to have, again, the ideas, but also the man the manpower to, to get more things done. We were even at the last meeting, we were talking about our Adopt-A-Spot program, which is a big success and helps out the city so much with different areas. Um, and then one of the new members just looked like Made a comment about maybe morphing that into something else, which it's like, oh my gosh, what a great idea, you know? So it just gets you to think outside the box.
0: Well, if anyone wants to adopt my front yard, they're <laughs> happy. I'm happy to see my leaf breaking uh, okay. uh, we'll get in touch after.
2: <laughs> we could do that. <laughs> it's been interesting to see the the ebb and flow of the board because, like we say, there you know, there's probably eight of us maybe that are always there, but you see new people come in and then, you know, because they don't have the care for the organization as much because they don't have any time in there. And so sometimes, you know, they'll come and they'll leave and sometimes they come and they stay on for a few years and they think, oh, this is great. And it becomes part of their life too. So we go from, you know, twenty-one people down to eight, up to twelve, up to fifteen, and you know, and then it'll go down again. So it is interesting the the ebb and flow of of uh, the what the board looks like, mm-hmm. um, but. Because we have a lot of people who have been there for a long time, then we can keep things going. We just keep saying, "Oh, I wish I had somebody else to help us with this."
0: <laughs> well, it's it's funny as you were just talking like that, I was thinking about when I, when I was on the board. The big thing was dope, design. I forget what the O was. Promotions and economics. Yes, they were the four main committees, and that was sort of the main street model. Of you had to do this. Mm-hmm. And I know that that's really evolved as you all have evolved. And those elements might still be there. And beautification is still an important thing. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like what, what's really driving you is opportunity. Maybe that was the uh, opportunity <laughs> to invest new board members and existing board members in keeping the vibrancy of the community. Absolutely. It all comes back to that. that it sure area.
1: does. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah another thing too chris i didn't mention is that we were chosen by shaw's to be the recipient for the month of november of their um shaw's gives back program and they offer recyclable bags for three dollars and then dover main street will benefit and get a dollar of those proceeds from each bag sold, which which is a plus for us. But it's more about the environment. And I think about it for the month of November, what a great time for us to have that opportunity with everybody going out, buying for the holidays, again, the food drive, you know, picking up your Shaw's bag and then bringing it. So it's just a, another way to support our community. There's so much you know, with with trash and so forth and being able to offer those recyclable bags. So um, that's another thing that we're involved in this year as well. So also next year is the 400th. So we are working on a historical marker for that. We have our race that takes off at the beginning of the year, at the beginning of March. And I know that Jeff Spires, who is the chair of that, will be looking at somehow incorporating the 400th into that as well. So um, we have some things hopefully in the future as we look towards 2023 as well, to focus on the the 400th for the rest of the city.
0: I'm curious to look backwards for a few minutes. Mm -hmm. In your time for both of you on on the board and your involvement with Dover Main Street, is there something you can point to where you thought, this is what Dover Main Street's going to be like for me, and now looking back you're like, yeah, that's what it was, but now it's not, or... What what sort of uh, what keeps you involved? Uh, You both got great longevity Mm -hmm. with the organization. What did what perceptions did you have about Main Street that came true or that haven't come true? As you,
2: it's interesting. From when I started, when I started, there was a lot of committees. There was uh, we had the Irish Festival. We had all these things. And uh, they all had directors that were long time in that event. And so when I came on, it was like, oh, is there anything that I can do? Because all these people have this set. And, you know, I'm not sure there's any so I would volunteer for something. And then I would go and I would be there. But I didn't feel like I was doing a lot because the because the committees were all set up. And then as you go along, because we changed, like we we got rid of the Irish Festival, and we started doing something else. And as the new things come in, then you find ways to fit into those new things. And then you start volunteering more to um, and you feel more a part of the organization. And once you do that, then you're kind of stuck in your mind. You want you want to be here. And then, of course, for me, I'm the treasurer. So it's like I do the tax returns, (laughs) all that stuff. And so every time I think about, well, I'm really, really busy at work. I don't have time for this. I think, oh, yeah, but who's going to do that? <laughs> so, so that's part of what keeps me there. But the other part is I really like the work. I really like the... Um, the events that we do. And, you know, I was thinking today about the, um, the businesses that have to be closed because of that fire. And I was remembering back to when the flood happened and we helped out those businesses that had to be shut down. And I was thinking, oh, we need to, we need to get together and talk about what we can do for those businesses that are shut down right now because of the fire. And that's one of the things that we do that's that makes you feel good mm-hmm. because their businesses, they're having a hard time right now, and maybe we can do something to to help offset that problem for them.
1: For me, I really – I was introduced to Dover Main Street going way back to the beginning. Um, Pete Hamblett, who is the president mm-hmm. of Federal Savings Bank. Great guy. Um, it, amazing person. And so he was one of the original people to get Main Street up and running, basically. So many of us from Federal Savings Bank volunteered for the organization. And because of what I like to do, which was more the promotionals, I was on the promotional um, committee myself. So then over time, and I worked in Dover, I don't work here any longer, but I worked in Dover for 24 years. So I love Dover. And Dover still feels like my second home. So it's really, I think that's what keeps me involved. Um, along with number one, the people that are involved in Dover main street, the commitment, what we do, and then just, yeah, just, it's been nice to see, um, how Dover has changed and to be a little part of
0: that. All of that brings us to an end point, which is really a starting point because the the discussion we've had so far is how great Main Street has been in the past. And we talked a little bit about upcoming events. I'd like to wrap up with sort of like some key dates, some key activities as, you, as we move forward into the holidays and through the holidays. Uh, we mentioned the food drive, the uh, weekend after Thanksgiving through the 17th. What else uh, should we be knowing about and making sure we keep on our calendars?
2: The Santa drive-by is going to be the weekend of December 10th. Okay. Uh, so there's a, there's a date for that. I haven't gotten the ice sculpture down on the date exactly yet, but uh, we're looking, we're hoping to do it at like around the 19th. We noticed in the last couple of years that if you put them in too early, they melt. Uh, the weather is so unpredictable, but the closer that we get to Christmas, the, um, the ch- better the chance that it'll last longer. So we're looking for the week of the 19th and hopefully it'll be there through Christmas. And look for that.
0: Yeah, anything that uh, we need to keep in mind as we move forward about Main Street?
2: We just want people to definitely,
1: you know reach out, go to our website, um, which is www.dovermainstreet.org. If you have questions on Dover Main Street, or you want to get involved, you can also email us at info at dovermainstreet.org. And we will definitely um, reach out to you. So we appreciate all the support from the city, the community. And again, just moving forward to 2023.
0: So along that line, I'm glad you you gave the website in the the email. Just to reiterate, if unless I'm wrong, you accept volunteers at all levels, whether they want to just show up for an event and help put on that one event or be a 20-year board member
1: absolutely yeah Yeah, you can just do if you have a passion for one thing we have many volunteers that come out for cleanup day obviously Mm -hmm. and we love it but you know there's no commitment you do what you want to do as a volunteer or even as a board member but um yes if anybody has time and they want to get involved just reach out and we'll keep your name and we'll keep you posted on events that we have going on yeah I can
0: only imagine that if someone shows up and says to Steve Piper, I want to help with cleanup day. He's ecstatic because he, oh, yeah. that is his, he is so yeah. phenomenal in the way he pulls that all together. Yes, yes,
1: that is definitely Steve's, Steve's baby. And that is our flagship event, yeah. actually. So, um, we're very proud of the event and the people that come out for that. It just, every year when we go, it just amazes you to see the amount of work that gets done in a four hour span of time. So,
0: so as we wrap up, mm-hmm. we always ask, and, and, uh, usually it's three things I'm going to ask you each to say too, uh, Two things that you think, whether they're people, events, activities, places that make Dover stand out to you as the community you want to continue to take and invest your time with as part of Dover Main Street. And I'll uh, make it a little bit easier by asking Gail and then asking Jen, asking Gail and asking Jen. So you can (laughs) can
1: think of things. I'm going to go more with like a broad statement as far as the downtown the restaurants i love the restaurants that are downtown dover blue latitudes i think is probably one of my favorites but i love the variety that you get out of dover so i would say what we offer for for restaurants here
0: great jen
2: and i love how um how much the people in dover come to downtown the the first time that i did the food drive i was surprised because i'm thinking of downtowns as you know something that's sort of dying, mm-hmm. hate to say that. And the, and then when I see, because you, cause you can go up and down Main Street or Central Ave and you can see people walking around, but you don't think about it as being a lot of people. But then I always get surprised with the food drive. It amazes me how much food we collect, which means all of those people are going downtown. Yeah. And so I love I love the fact that we have a downtown that people like to go to it's easy to park it's easy to walk around and it, yeah this st- and uh, the variety of stores and restaurants is great
0: that is some material right there yeah mm-hmm. one more
1: i'm going to say that just the people i work with on dover main street um the support we all give each other yeah. i've made new friends because of that so
2: that goes a long way
0: that's great and jen wrap us up
2: oh man <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, I just, I'm going to echo what Gail said. Uh, You know, Gail and I have been friends now for a while. I never would have met her except for Dover Main Street. And, um, it's, it's just nice. Sometimes we just get on the phone and just talk about, we start out talking about the, you know, the events and what we're doing. And, and Gail has endless energy for Dover Main Street, which is awesome. And so the friends that I've met, Um, we have uh, Melissa Lesniak, who's been um, just a year, maybe. And um,
0: talk about someone with energy.
2: Yes, she has a lot of energy. (laughs) And, you know, so I like see her at the gym. And it's like, Oh, hi, you know, and stuff. so friends that we've met and that we've kept as friendships through Dover Main Street has been really nice.
0: That's great. Well, we're talking about an organization that's almost entering its 25th year Mm -hmm. and the reason it is such a relevant organization 24 plus years later is because of volunteers like yourself that dedicate your time, dedicate your energy and I'm sure resources that we don't need to to talk about. (laughs) Uh, It's really amazing that this community has you as a resource and an asset and I want to thank Main Street for all it does but then the two of you and the countless uh, people on the board that dedicate that time and effort. And uh, you're, in my mind, to your point about the community coming together, you are the community. And so thank you both for very much for being part of that and also for being here today.
1: Thank, thank you for having us, Chris. Appreciate, Appreciate the time.
0: With
3: almost 400 years of history, Dover's got a lot to tell. Up next, Mike Gillis is going to walk us through what happened this week. On Sunday, November 11th, 1923, One of Dover's adult football teams assembled at Guppy Park for a scheduled game against another league team from the area. More than 800 people had already crowded around the field to watch the game. But shortly before the first kickoff, Dover police arrived and told the two teams there would be no football game that day, which disappointed the hundreds of eager fans. The manager of the Dover team was told by police that members of the men's Bible class at the Washington Street Baptist Church had visited the police station to make a formal complaint, saying the game was in violation of the state's so-called blue laws, which prohibited many things, including sports, on Sundays. The Bible-class students had been prompted to make the complaint by the church's pastor, the Reverend Lester Holmes. Reverend Holmes was visited by one of the local newspapers and asked if he was also in favor of banning golf on Sundays, a popular pastime for many. The pastor replied, Yes, sir, I am opposed to Sunday golf also. The football team's manager described the action as the, quote, opening gun in a campaign against Sunday athletics. Indeed, the state's old blue laws, prohibiting just about any activity on Sunday, would be tested many more times in the coming years, sometimes to shutter a bar or to close stores on Sundays, as was the case with Siegel's department store, as we detailed here last week. The state's old blue laws, which were enforced differently in every community, including not at all, would even come up again in 1997 when Dover's neighbor, the town of Rollinsford, allowed adult entertainment at a club called Neapolos. Rollinsford had no ordinance to prohibit that kind of show. Dover did. The club, which was physically located in Rollinsford next to Dover Bowl, had its parking lot off Central Avenue in Dover. The shows being hosted at Neapolos drew the ire of Dover City Councilor Howard Williams, who demanded an apology from Rollinsford for not alerting Dover to the activity. That prompted the chair of the Rollinsford Select Board at the time, Ed Jansen, to say no apology was forthcoming. Both recalled similar issues along the Miracle Mile when it came to enforcing blue laws. Another store in the 1970s on the Miracle Mile, Merchants, was located in both Rollinsford and Dover. At that time, Dover was enforcing blue laws on Sunday, but Rollinsford was not. New Hampshire's blue laws dated back to 1883 and were meant to limit business activity to, quote, Works of Necessity and Mercy, needed then to repair mills and factories. The laws also prohibited any game or sport, except for dog and horse racing after midday. Also banned was all sales other than milk, bread, medicines, and other necessities. But the blue laws would eventually come to an end. The state legislature ultimately voted to repeal the old laws in 2010. Thanks for listening to the Dover Download this week. If you like what
0: you heard, subscribe through your favorite podcast aggregator. And if you have something you want to hear a topic on, let us know. Finally, this is just one of the many ways we share information about the City of Dover. You can subscribe to the Dover Downloads email newsletter every week or other newsletters that we have by going to the City of Dover homepage, www.dover.nh.gov. Have a great week.